Hello Santiago amigos and welcome to episode 22 of the Old Man and the CV podcast. Today we're talking about overcoming isolation and loneliness and perhaps losing a bit of self-identity and how you can use self-awareness uh, with the aid of a coach and counsellor to help you get through some of those obstacles and put you into a much better place. Also, for those of you who were listening to last week's episode, I sent a little quiz on LinkedIn. And the answer was, of course, Britney Spears last week and meeting Paul McCartney next week, which is now tomorrow. And yes, thank you for asking. The festival went very, very well. We're delighted to be joined by Lulu Aspinall for this episode. Lulu spent many years in corporate communications, but then transitioned into a coach and counsellor after homeschooling her daughter and developed her own model called Hubie. Hubie focuses on personal growth and fulfilment, and it recognises that as humans, we are all looking for new ways to grow, to become better, to learn new skills in our job and experience psychological growth too. Lulu, welcome. Thank you, Andy, for having me. My pleasure. Now, Hubi, that sounds interesting. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about it and how it actually could help our listeners whose circumstances maybe at the moment feel out of control? Hmm. Absolutely. So... QB was created really around my experience of being a counsellor and a coach, studying various models um, as a counsellor. Um, I am an integrative counsellor, so I use various different models and approaches. And transitioning into coaching as well, there's obviously lots of different coaching models out there, um, a whole ton of them. And sort of thought to myself I think really when we're looking for coaching we're all really looking for help of some kind and on a really basic level you take it back to further than that it's actually about kind of connecting with ourselves better as a human with ourselves with others and with our world around us so the QB coaching model actually stands for human B, by the way, um, is a humanist coaching model, um, which helps clients focus around using different skills um, and modules within that program to help them connect better with themselves and the world around them. OK, that's interesting. So take our listeners kind of back to the beginning, if you can. Um, what initially then made you transition to this coach counsellor and obviously develop this model yourself? Great question. Um, so my story is, my background is in corporate communications, as you already said, working for some really big brands in the UK, Bose, Harrods, um, God's Polo Club, you name it, really interesting brands to work for. And um, really successful as a consultant. And my daughter going back eight, nine years ago, was having trouble uh, refusing school, self-harming. And that obviously uh, I was trying to cope with, you know, my career in corporate and and trying to juggle getting her to school. And she just was refusing. And the school put a lot of pressure on me to get her there. 
And I just sort of had a moment one day and thought, what am I doing? My daughter's mental health is more important than education right now. I need to get her help. And so really I had no choice but to stop my work, um, working in corporate communications, and I had to home-head her for a year. That was a really challenging year for both of us. She didn't leave the house for four months because uh, she had PDA, pathological demand avoidance, and her anxiety was sky high. And it was really isolating. It was lonely. Um, my identity was taken away from me to a certain extent of working corporate as a high flyer to being a home mom, home edding and loading the dishwasher every day and doing those chores, which I was still doing working corporate, but there's definitely an element of your identity being taken away from you um, when you're not doing that anymore. And that year was interesting, kind of embraced it with the home learning, home edding. And actually that kind of gave me some time for reflection as well about my life, about what I'd achieved, about my content and also about my discontent. And I thought to myself, you know what? I actually think that maybe my passion and purpose, even though I know I've got a good skill set and I've built it up over years of, of working in corporate communications, was actually maybe to help others. And so I kind of took this place of loneliness, isolation, and definitely some suffering going on there and having some really trying times um, and thought, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to restudy and retrain and I'm going to be a counsellor. And actually, if I can help my daughter getting through this, maybe I can help others. So that's really kind of how I got here. Well, no, that, that's really interesting because it's there's a, a moment in your life where you have to change out of your, let's call it your safety zone, working in the mm -hmm. corporate communications world, because there is an emotional need, which is greater, which is obviously your daughter's mental well-being, yeah. reducing that anxiety. So you're in a different place. By doing that, you put your daughter in a different place uh, in a supportive, comforting way, secure way. And then you start taking these lessons. And as you say, it's almost like, what well, what is this could be my new purpose. So how did you, because right now you work with high achieving business leaders who may already feel successful, they've got it cracked, but there's something potentially nagging at them and their potential growth mindset, which is something we've talked a lot about on, on the old man and the CV. So you put all those little pieces together how do you then translate how you helped your daughter, you moved yourself to these high achieving business leaders to make them sort of address that issue of self-actualization? It's been a process. So counselling is what I trained, retrained to be initially. And I am quite academic. I kind of thrive on learning. I'm always learning. Even now, I'm always learning and taking courses because I think... Self-knowledge and learning is, is so important to us. No matter how skilled we are, it's something we should always be learning. Um, and I started working with teenagers. I still do work with teenagers to an extent as well um, around anxiety, pathway management and mental health. But my background is in corporate communications. I've spent so many 
hours, years um, working with business leaders, you know, people who are in high um, level senior management. And I think it's really interesting you ask that because there's an assumption, isn't there, that if you are a business leader, if you are in a CEO, CEO role, um, that you know everything and um, you kind of have this persona about you. But at the end of the day, if you're a CEO, you've still got some issues going on probably somewhere in your personal life. Um, you've still got, a, you know, an organisation with working through navigating people um, and, and get the best out of, of, of people and a profit and you're answerable to your board. And the CEOs and, and all these high achievers that I do work with, they are people at the end of the day, they are humans. And they are quite often things will come up um, is self-doubt and also imposter syndrome is a huge thing, actually. But again, there's a stigma attached to with senior uh, business leaders. And so kind of for me, interestingly enough, I've worked with counselling um, business leaders and with coaching or transition from counselling them into coaching role. Um, but they still have day-to-day -day things that come up for them, which they need help with. I mean, a business leader who thinks they know it all is possibly, I don't know how effective that person would be in their role as a business leader, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I would imagine that there are similar issues that go across age groups, whether a teenage daughter through mm -hmm. to very experienced um, CEO and they may feel that they have nothing left to learn. I would imagine that there are some outcomes across that range of people that are quite similar. So when you begin a process with someone, typically what sort of outcomes are you aiming for for either the short, medium or long term that your coaching will initiate and enable that person to develop from? Mm, that's a really interesting question because I think that with coaching, there is very much a focus on sort of short-term goals, long-term goals. But I think it's about exploring Yes, absolutely. I don't use the word goals, by the way, in my programme. I detest the word goals um, because I think there's a connotation to um, a lot of the time we don't necessarily achieve goals um, because they're unrealistic or they're not achievable because of our inconsistency as a human, because one of our greatest flaws as a human is our inconsistency. So kind of from my my place and with my model, it's actually kind of more about looking a little bit and delving a little bit more deeper into what and why. Why have you got that inconsistency or that behavior? Let's look at that. And actually, it's really interesting because it's it's OK. It's, it's not so hard to look at um, our inconsistency, but it's a lot harder to actually change a pattern and behavior and put that into place. But actually that's what my model is really about at its core, because then you can see change. Um, you can see change organically. 
in in how you're going to help somebody with intentions they have not goals and that will be potentially long term but really it's about them as i said in the core of the program uh, the program is about connecting as a human um more with ourselves with others in the world around us and that also applies in in corporate or in business leadership or if you're an entrepreneur that's a great way to come back to the beginning and connecting with people and you've had lots of very clear thoughts today and tips and advice but what would be the key message that you'd like our listeners to take away from this episode I think it's about us as humans exploring conscientiousness and we can take that conscientious awareness in lots of different levels in our life, whether it's in personal development, in professional development, spiritual development. And I think it takes a little time and patience and some courage to better connect with ourselves and with others in the world around us. Lulu. Thank you very much indeed for joining the Old Man and the CV podcast today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andy. Well, thank you for listening. That's the end of another episode. Thank you to my guest, Lulu Aspinall. Um, Lulu has a book coming out later this year called Brave Thinking Business Leader. In the meantime, there is also a online platform brave thinking you and that provides informative educational and person-centered courses on mental health recovery health and well-being self-development etc and everything we've been talking about today so have a look at that and the details of both of those will be in the episode notes have a good week everybody just time for the credits for the music intro and the idents and the girl on. This is an almost pro production for 23 Magic, copyright 2023. See you next week, Santiago Amigos.